Chew It with the Pruitts, Episode 6, All Good Things Must Come to an End. Hey, I'm Kenny. And I'm Holly. And this is Chew It with the Pruitts. We're here recording Episode 6. It's a big milestone for us. Yeah, I mean, we made it past 5. I want to say that I heard from a friend or maybe from another podcast or something that the average podcast doesn't make it to like eight episodes or something. Ooh, so we're not quite there yet. We're we're still, I guess, an average podcast. So if we can make it maybe to double digits, then we'll have exceeded what a lot of first podcasts do. Well, good for us. I think I have faith. I think we can do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see us uh, stopping anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, recently said goodbye to year 2015. We're heading into 2016 now. How's that looking for us so far? Uh, You know, 2015 was a good year. It it gave us our son. That happened, yeah. Yeah. I got a new job in 2015. Also true. Couple, couple big milestones, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. It was a good year. I'm ready to see what 2016 has in store for us. Yeah. Um, we're going to leave a little cliffhanger here at the beginning of the episode. Today is uh, the night of the Powerball drawing. And we know the results. We did buy one Powerball ticket uh, for the $1.5 billion dollars. Um, we'll let you know at the end of the episode whether or not we won that. Yeah, that's, um, that would be a... If we won, I mean, we probably would have more episodes of Chew Absolutely. with the Pruitts coming out uh, in the future because I wouldn't have to work. We could just pay somebody to watch our kids while we record. Right. I mean, we could just have a live-in nanny. Yeah. I mean, and then we could just record an episode of the podcast like every day. So really, it's in... You all best interest for us to have won the lottery. So fingers crossed, guys. Right. We'll let you know in our friends and family segment if that is a reality. Now, one thing that is not a reality is the dream world. Well, I mean, I feel like that's debatable. I guess, I mean, it's sure. I mean, I guess Inception sort of blurs the lines between reality and not. Yeah, Um, for sure. Most of the dreams you share, though, are... Most likely not reality. I mean, most of my dreams are pretty outrageous, and so I don't I don't think that there's any reality to them. However, the one that I had most recently that I'm going to share now, you know, is maybe just an exaggerated version of something that probably I have at least felt okay. Okay. in my experience as a consumer. Okay. So in my dream, I went to Starbucks, which is an establishment that I frequent. You do you do often go. Would you say that it's it's your coffee of choice or is it just most convenient? Um you know, I'll say it's my coffee of choice. Why not? I have tried other places and I haven't found a cup of coffee that I like better yet. I don't think that they're the best in the world. Anyway, In my dream, I was at Starbucks, 
And there were four registers that were apparently all open and operating, four lines, one in front of each register, but only one person was cashiering and taking orders for the, re- for the four registers. So there were about 15 people dispersed between these four lines. And even though I was the second person to have walked up, after I walked up, 13 more people surrounded, you know, and went into all these lines. The guy behind the counter took everybody else's order except mine. So as he was helping the last person who had gotten there after me, I finally said, like, are you effing kidding me? Is this really happening? And one of the baristas that was making the drinks, and actually, they were behind the counter, but they weren't making drinks because that was, I don't remember anybody else getting their drinks. I think they were, like, sweeping or cleaning or something. This was not a very efficient Starbucks. Anyway, one of the other baristas that was behind the counter just stopped what they were doing and looked at me and said, hey, what's going on? And I just explained the situation like, hey, I've been waiting here for a really long time. This guy has helped every single person before me, hasn't even acknowledged me. Um, I don't really think this is right. And the cashier just kind of like looked at the other barista and just like, man, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't helped her. And so that barista was like, that's not cool, bro. You got to gotta figure your your stuff out. So as... This is happening. He finishes taking the other person's order, takes their money, finally gets to me. So I start giving my order and somebody else walks up. And literally as I'm mid-sentence, he walks away and goes and helps the other person that walked in in my ordering process. So I never got my drink. I don't even know. I don't remember what I was ordering. In real life, all I order is coffee, brewed coffee. (laughs) Um, It was very frustrating in my dream. I'm pretty sure I just walked out. Um, Yeah, it wasn't a great experience. Now, did you wake up angry at Starbucks? I did not wake up angry at Starbucks. I don't think I've ever had a dream where I've experienced something frustrating or maddening and then actually been mad at the person or entity that was represented in my dream. I at least know that you've never done that with me. Though I'm sure you've probably had dreams in which I frustrated you. I mean, I feel like that's actually more of a reality so I don't dream about Mm. those things. Fair enough. Well, that's what's going on in my head. What's going on in the world of door-to-door sales? Well, we uh, we got the first snow of the year here in, in Oregon, or at least in, in the valley. We got our first snow. There's snow in a lot of other places in Oregon. Right. I mean, there's mountain ranges that have right. been getting snow for months, I'm sure. Um, but here in the valley, we got our first snow. Uh, there was snow on the ground for a day and then uh, ice on the ground for a day. It was terrible. I hate snow. I have never liked snow. It's awful. And people that like snow and think it's cool upset me. Do you dream about them often? (laughs) 
I do not. Okay. Most of my dreams are not about frustrating things. Okay. Okay. The weather is is getting even colder. Um, I would say this week not so much, but last week when it snowed um, was definitely my coldest week of knocking. Uh, I had to resort to hand warmers in the pockets. I had to purchase my first pair of like thermal socks. You've never owned thermal socks before? No. I should get you some Long Johns. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't love the thermal socks. They're much too thick. I mean, obviously they're thick because they're trying to keep my feet warm. And the reason I got thermal socks is because I purchased some some rain boots because there was snow on the ground and it's super rainy. So I need, I need something waterproof. So having never worn rain boots before, I didn't realize that they're just, I mean, obviously I knew that they were just rubber, but I didn't realize how cold your feet would be inside rain boots. So I had to buy some thermal socks. And so that's kind of been what my life has been like recently. The socks are really weird because they're so warm. I'm fairly certain that they just make my feet sweat to the point that they would be if I had just got them wet from rain and not wearing waterproof shoes. So, I mean, I guess at least the shoes themselves are not getting ruined by the rain because they're intended to be in rain. So that's kind of the most recent experience I've been dealing with in regards to working outside I think I wore shorts yesterday, though. No, two days ago. I did wear shorts. Yeah, you left the house very recently, not for work, for recreation, wearing an identical outfit to something you would have worn six months ago when we were in a heat wave. So I don't know that the cold weather is really stopping you or altering your fashion very much 99% of the time if I'm going somewhere I'm outside for 2% of my experience I'm walking from the house to my car and then it's dry and warm in my car and then I'm driving somewhere else where I'm going to get out of the car then go inside somewhere where it's dry and warm so for me I'm more dressing for the places I'm going to be in rather than my time spent outside. Now, when I'm working, most of my time is spent outside, so I do have to take into account what the day is going to look like. Is it going to be wet? Is it going to be dry? Is it going to be 30 degrees? Is it going to be 50 degrees? Because it makes a big difference. You guys, he was wearing shorts, a tank top, and sandals. <laughs> yeah, because I was walking from the house to my car, and then from my car into someone else's house. I just don't understand. I mean, it's warm inside. But it's not 90 degrees inside. Okay. Do you... I mean, you're wearing a t-shirt right now. And a blanket. And you wear t-shirts in the summer. So you can't wear... You can only choose to wear t-shirts, like, if it's over, over a certain degree. I would... Not just wear a t-shirt. To go outside? To go outside. Okay. That's fine. I mean, but you're a naturally cold person. That has changed slightly since having kids. That's true. You're not as cold as you used to be. Now, I mean, when you're pregnant, is much different. Well, I was pregnant in a heat wave. That is different. It was pretty bad. It was 
the worst thing that has ever mm. happened to me. Being pregnant in a heat wave? Yes. Was it worse than the act of giving birth? Yes, because giving birth lasted a very, very short amount of time, as we've previously discussed. Where the heat wave, it was hot for multiple days. Oh my gosh, it was weeks. It was terrible. And we don't have air conditioning in our house. It was awful. I've been listening to Colin Cowherd. He lives in in Los Angeles, and he's been talking about how it's an El Nino year, so they're getting a lot more rain than normal, and I guess maybe that contributed to the fact that we got a lot hotter than normal. I don't know what we're going to do next summer. Yeah, we looked into uh, getting some central air, and I think the quote came in at 17000 Yeah, 17000 With all the, the work that they recommended. So it's probably not going to be a reality unless we win the Powerball. You guys, fingers crossed, Powerball. Well, let's move a little bit closer to the Powerball. Move on to food and fitness. All right, then. All right, so full disclosure, since we're in the food and fitness section, I'm currently drinking Mountain Dew out of a glass bottle. It's only 12 ounces, though. Yeah, it gives the appearance of much more, but it's just the size of a can. It was given to me as a a Christmas present. So, I guess if anyone should feel responsible, it should be... um, Was it my... Your brothers. My brothers. My brothers. So, Craig and Caden, you're responsible for me drinking this Mountain Dew. But, uh, the reason I'm drinking it... Well, there's a purpose behind it, and it happens to actually be in the name of fitness and in the name of money. Yeah, what's going on, babe? So some of uh, my coworkers and myself have decided to enter into a weight loss competition. We're putting some some money on the table for it. It's a $25 buy-in. There's actually two competitions. We're doing a nine-week and then a six-month competition. So the reason we just settled on nine weeks is because right around nine weeks is what they say it takes to form a habit. We're just doing a short burst. If somebody thinks, hey, I'm really good at losing weight really fast, um, but maybe not great at losing weight over six months, well, you know, then maybe they would just do the two... Or the, the six-weeker, or nine-weeker. And then if somebody feels like they maybe would have a better shot of losing weight over a longer period of time, then you know there's the six-month option. I think I'm actually going to do both. Both of the same starting date. And then you can just choose to do a $25 buy-in for one or the other. Or you can do a $50 buy-in and do both. So... I think I'm going to go the route of doing both. It's a good incentive. Uh, it's good accountability, you know, to be able to uh, potentially win some good money. I think there's at least four of us that are going to do it, if not more like five or six, with, with some of the other people that have expressed a little bit of interest. So basically the way that we're doing it is second place gets their money back, and then first place gets the rest of the particular pots. I mean, you know, six people doing it. 
winner would take home 125 bucks, which, would, which if we win the Powerball, is going to be chump change. But it's if true. we didn't win the Powerball, I mean, I'd be fine with 125 bucks. I would love 125 bucks. However, I do take slight issue with a competition like this. I am no longer in the working force. If I were, though, and my office were doing something like this, I would be unable to participate. Because even at times that I have had weight to lose, it's never been a significant enough amount to be able to have it be anything competitive. I mean, the so it's fact a that exclusive. It, the fact that it is percentage takes into account if you're starting at a lower weight, losing less weight still can be a bigger percentage. But I would ultimately say, yes, you could not participate because like you said, I guess the most weight you've ever had to lose would probably be after giving birth to Kate. You maybe would have wanted to lose like 20 pounds. So in that one scenario, if your starting weight had been 20 pounds over what you are now, and you wanted to get down to what you are now, what would that have been? What percentage? Oh gosh, okay. It would be 13%, which I still just don't feel like is a lot. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Is this my thin privilege talking? Well, here, let me do some quick math for me. Okay. So let's say it'd be 13% for you. So in order for me, or in order for me to lose the same percentage of body weight, I would have to lose 42 pounds. So that's over twice the amount of weight that you would have to lose in order to just reach the same percentage. Do you disagree? That's a lot. Like, for example, I mean, now I don't know if you felt like if you really were just working your butt off in nine weeks, you know, let's say in nine weeks, you probably, you know, maybe you would have been able to lose 20 pounds, but it'd be pretty difficult to lose 41 pounds, 42 pounds in nine weeks. Now, when you get into the six month, okay, like I could lose 42 pounds in six months. So for you, it would probably, it wouldn't make sense necessarily to do the six month one. But the numbers seem to say that if somebody, if you had been doing like even just like a month long competition that was percentage based, not actual, just pure pounds lost, that there's been times in your life when you could have participated and actually had been a fair competition. Do you agree, though, that it's much easier to lose the first 20 pounds versus the last 5 pounds? For sure. Absolutely. I mean, yes, I agree with that. But, I mean, ultimately, I wouldn't say that it's your thin privilege talking, but I would just say, like, like, it's a good thing that it's not something that you would have to participate in. I just want to win the money. I mean, I get it. Maybe our listeners can give us some sort of a pool that you can start with thin people to try to steal their money from them. Well, what these people that you work with don't know is that you're very good at losing weight. Yeah, I mean, if I put my mind to it, I could probably lose 
42 pounds in nine weeks. You you could, because you've lost like 30 pounds in a month before. Yeah. My goal, maybe, maybe my goal should be like 15% of my body weight. I should drop in the nine weeks. I feel like that's a really great goal. And then we can go on an awesome date and eat a lot of food. But then we'll know because I still have the six month competition. Too. Yes, but then you'll you'll have like four more months to deal with that. We'll see what happens. I, I haven't really started buckling down to like try to shed the pounds quickly at this point. But what have we been doing since the new year uh, to try to be a little little healthier, a little more fit? Well, I feel like we've stuck with our diet. I feel like our diet's actually been pretty good it took a little hit in the holidays but since the new year we've been doing pretty good well and even before that we were doing well it was just that you know the we went away for a few days and right one thing for me was i had kind of stopped working out for the last month or so because after daylight savings i have been like completely incapacitated every single morning. I've been unable to get my butt out of bed. This winter is kicking my butt for sure. Yeah, it. I actually feel like this winter, I don't know. Obviously, it's always, you know, in winter it's darker at different periods of time than in the summer, but it'll be like 7.30 in the morning and still be really dark outside I mean, our only bedroom window faces west, so we don't get the morning sun on that side. So that probably has something to do with it. But I mean, even our kids, like, they don't wake up before us. The sun doesn't wake them up, so Katie has been sleeping in until, like, 9 o'clock some mornings. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know what the deal is, but there's just something about... This winter, we're just all sleeping in late. But anyway, so that has been my huge hindrance in working out is that I have not been able to get out of bed to do it. So part of my New Year's resolution this year, which I think the idea of New Year's resolutions is a little silly, but you know, hey, why not try to set a goal to better myself? Part of my my New Year's resolution was to have Kenny force me to get out of bed so that I could work out in the mornings. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a resolution for him or for me. Yeah, before Holly was just setting three <laughs> alarms. One at 6.30, one at 7, one at 7.30. And then she basically told me that I needed to start setting my, <laughs> my alarm to then make her get up. I was setting three alarms and not turning them off and just continually snoozing them. So I would have alarms going off like every three minutes because they would start going off simultaneously. I mean, and I did it this morning too, just because we didn't get up this morning, but... Yeah, we've had a couple late nights in a row and this is another late it's night. It's another late but... night. But yeah, it was really, it was ridiculous. It was, it's not like I'm getting restful sleep when I'm snoozing my alarm every three and a half minutes. But it's either that or get out of bed, and I don't want to do that. We have done a better job of actually getting out of bed. I would say we've got up, you know, if our intention was to get up 10 days of the last 14, yeah, we've probably got up 7 or 8. Yeah. 
I mean, we've actually done a pretty good job. Um, and we're getting progressively earlier, so that's good. Yeah, getting earlier and earlier. We are, for the time being, doing some 10-minute trainer videos. We've talked in previous podcasts about, uh, you know, doing some at-home videos and Tony Horton and Power 90. And it's this is also by Tony Horton. Uh, it's called 10-Minute Trainer. And they're little 10-minute workout videos. So if you don't have a ton of time, the way they market it is that, you know, there's no excuse. You have you at least have ten minutes, and, and they're uh, intense. Yeah, like they're they're a packed ten minutes. I mean, you you're getting from start to finish. You're working the whole time. Um, you know, we I, I'm sort of I've started with those. It's my first week of doing them. I was just doing one ten minute video just to kind of get back into the rhythm of exercising multiple times a week and. Uh, I was doing actually the yoga video to try to work on some flexibility and stuff. And so then this week I've added in uh, a cardio video. So I'm doing a 20-minute workout each time that I work out because I'm doing the 10-minute yoga video, 10-minute cardio video. And then I figure, you know, adding in a third video of like doing some sort of weights or, you know, there's a lower body and an upper body video. So I think 30 minutes a day is a good goal for having two kids and working full time and trying to figure out exercise in there too. So Yeah, definitely. And in a couple of weeks we're gonna hit that magical six month mark with Charlie. And then we'll be able to take both kids to the gym. The whole world is just going to open up. It's a whole new world of possibilities. We're going to start feeding him food and next, he won't be attached to me. Te- technically next month when we go to the grocery store, we can drop off Kate at the childcare too. That's true. Our grocery store has a little daycare and she has to be two to go. So there, the next couple months bring some, some new possibilities in our weekly routine and since in a little bit of a sad milestone our baby's turning two that's just is that i am i weird for thinking that's sad i mean it's a little sad she's getting really big for sure anyway there's a lot going on right now we're definitely entering in a lot of new things in our new year absolutely i'm always down for something new when it comes to dessert we're kind of suckers for sweets. Can you tell the people what our recipe is for this week? Oh my gosh, you guys. I used to be addicted to candy. I have a major sweet tooth. I'm still currently addicted to Dr. Pepper, but I don't want to get into that. However, when I'm trying to be healthy and when I'm trying to set a good example for my children, when I'm trying to support my husband... In his weight loss journey, I have to be good. I can't go eat Laffy Taffy every day of the week. Or for a meal. I I used to eat candy as a meal. Yes, I feel like that's the best part about being an adult. So I don't regret it at all. I was the skinniest I'd ever been. Anyway, in the realm of being good and eating clean... Dessert 
can be challenging for me. I read all about these clean eating recipes and I've tried a couple and they're disgusting for desserts. I remember those Greek yogurt brownies I made. Yeah, those were nasty. They were disgusting. I'm not about healthy food that tastes like garbage. So when I saw this recipe, I thought this is way too good to be true, but I'm going to try it. So what this recipe is, is banana frozen yogurt. Now, I mean, the original recipe is literally just blend, blending a banana in the food processor and then freezing it. And it's delicious. However, Kenny and I both have a love for chocolate and peanut butter. So what we do to make a delicious banana frozen yogurt dessert is slice up a banana put it on like a cookie sheet or a plate put it in the freezer for 20 minutes or so just to kind of get it a little harder kind of just to freeze it a little bit and then you add peanut butter and cocoa powder to your frozen banana slices in a food processor blend it all together and then you eat it and it's amazing it is literally the greatest thing ever I personally like very cold and more solidified, so I will put it back in the freezer after I've blended it up to make sure it's ice cold. Um, Kenny is not that way, but it just is a delicious chocolate peanut butter treat, and it's only three ingredients. They're whole ingredients, and it's amazing. I mean, it's hard for dessert to be considered healthy, I think. We've talked about Honeycrisp apples in the past, that they're probably good enough just on their own to actually be a sweet treat. But this really does give you kind of that feeling of eating ice cream, which is definitely not very good for you. The original recipe I don't think was even supposed to be a substitute for like frozen yogurt. I think that they actually said it's like, basically tastes like vanilla ice cream like it kind of gives you the illusion like you're eating soft serve ice cream it's kind of the texture of it and so it's, it is really good and then adding the peanut butter and the chocolate in there it's uh it's not super sweet it's not like you're melting down a hershey's bar and adding that in you're just doing like actual cocoa powder um so it's not super sweet but it gives you that chocolate peanut butter taste and it's really, really good. And bananas actually get pretty sweet when they're frozen, so you don't need extra. I mean, like I said, I, I have a major sweet tooth, and I used to eat Laffy Taffy and Starburst as a meal. But this is a really great substitute for Laffy Taffy and Starburst and all the other terrible, terrible things that or I Or maybe it would love. be a better substitute for Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. <sighs> I miss those. Reese's peanut butter cups are pretty good. They really are. Anyway. You know how many Reese's peanut butter cups you could buy with $1.5 billion? I really don't because I don't even know what Reese's peanut butter costs anymore. I mean, you could probably buy like $1.5 billion $1 packages of Reese's peanut butter cups. Well, instead of doing that, I recommend getting a banana, some peanut butter, and some cocoa powder and making yourself some banana frozen yogurt. I think that is a better decision than spending $1.5 billion on Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Speaking of $1.5 billion, 
let's move on to friends and family so that we can let people know whether or not we are the happy recipients of $1.5 billion. I can hardly wait. So Holly, inquiring minds want to know, are we billionaires? Well, guys, I had Kenny go out and buy some Powerball tickets a few days ago. I thought our chances of winning will be very slim. However, they are zero if we don't buy any tickets. So Kenny bought a couple Powerball tickets the other day. And we were waiting patiently. Uh, He was actually meeting with a friend when the numbers were released. So I had to wait because he had the tickets. I didn't know what the numbers were. Uh, Kenny came home, though. And we found out we did not win the Powerball. Yeah, it was a pretty big bummer. We, We really thought our two tickets stood a pretty good shot of winning. Yeah, you know, I have become a little attached to the idea of being a billionaire, so I'm still recovering from that loss. There was an article that I read that talked about how many possibilities there are, the different numbers that are available and the Powerball and everything. There's like roughly like 250 million combinations if you already had 500 million dollars then you could just purchase every single combination of every single ticket and then win the 1.5 billion well that was our mistake we didn't spend 500 million dollars right we almost have that much in our bank account but not quite so that's why i didn't recommend it maybe next time What I can recommend is Holly's new blog. Tell us about that, Holly. Whoa. It's a little premature. (laughs) So as most everybody knows, I am a stay-at-home mom to two babies under the age of two. I only have like a month and a half left of that stage of my life, but I don't think there's going to be any drastic milestones that are going to change the behavior of my children over the next month and a half. So I think it'll still be just as difficult. I feel like I have a lot of insight into life. And so having our podcast, having our website, I feel like that's a really good platform to potentially start a blog. I enjoy writing a lot I don't get a chance to do it because I have two babies around me all the time. But as they get older, as they get a little bit more independent, and as I'm looking for, you know, something else to fill my time, something maybe a little bit more productive than watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I would like to start a blog. So that's just something that's on the horizon. Um, It's probably going to be geared more towards women, at least in the sense that I feel like women will be most interested in it. 
and it'll just cover real life stuff. So sometimes real life is awesome and happy and sometimes real life is crappy and terrible and everybody goes through all of those things. And so my goal is to just represent the realest version of myself in hopes that it will reach somebody that is in need of hearing that particular message at that time. Yeah, I think we try to keep the podcast pretty lighthearted and fun. Uh, the blog maybe would be an opportunity to go a little deeper into some things, and I think in the future we might try to we might try to start covering different topics on the podcast. We want to interview some of our friends and have them on and talk about things that matter to them and stuff. So it's not always. Everybody just listening to the two of us gab about our lives. It's um, very boring sometimes. I wanted Holly to call her blog Melancholy, which is spelled at the end H-O-L-Y, but then to just spell it H-O-L-L-Y. But she didn't want to be known for being melancholy. Yeah. But it, that's a... It's very clever. It is a clever name. I give you props for the clever idea. But yeah, I don't want... Because the blog isn't going to just be all sad. Because life is not sad all the time. I know. But Melancholy is a sweet name for a blog. It is. If your name is Holly. Yeah. Maybe you could start a second blog. That is just just all sad. It's all if really you have sad. depression at all do not read this blog because <laughs> you will want to kill yourself it's really sad i'm holly and i'm melancholy <laughs> anyway that's just something that i have am interested in and have been for a while and i'm kind of just waiting for the right time to make it happen what better time to make new things happen than the new year holly well, I don't know. What sort of new things are you talking about? Other than my awesome blog that maybe by the end of 2016 will be in existence. Uh, maybe any New Year's resolutions. Oh, New Year's resolutions, you say. Well, we kind of alluded to that earlier. What yeah. do you think about New Year's resolutions? So, I mean, I am trying to take a more serious approach to to losing weight. With, you know, doing the weight loss competition, I did the math and uh, I actually, this isn't regarding the weight loss competition, just in general. If I got really crazy about losing weight, I actually think it is possible that I could weigh, I could, that I could lose 50% of my body weight. By the end of the year? No. Just in general. Like, I weigh enough now, or I, at my heaviest, weighed enough, that if I lost 50% of my body weight, it would actually be, like, the lightest I ever was, was 167. I would have to weigh 161 in order to lose 50% of my body weight. So, maybe I'll make that my goal someday. That's like as skinny as my dad. That was that's pretty small. I know, but I mean, you've seen pictures of me in high school. That's true. When I worked out every day and only ate a thousand calories, that's how much I weighed. 
Yeah, but what's life without some indulgence every now and then? I mean, maybe I'll just make it my goal to weigh 161 and then, you know. That'll just be what you're forever working towards? Just realize, like, even if I get to 161 that it's not sustainable, but that I accomplished it. And then figure out a more sustainable goal. Although, based on my height, that would be within my BMI range, I believe. Like, my healthiest BMI range. Oh, for sure. I I kind of mentioned it earlier in the podcast. I, I am thin. I am not an overweight person. <laughs> and my goal has never been to lose weight. And so, even... So, most of the time when I'm talking about fitness goals, I'm never... I never really have a goal weight in mind, even if I am a few pounds heavier than I would like to be, because really what I need to do is just exercise and eat a healthier diet and get my body into a more fit state. So that's kind of what I have always, it's always been my goal. And that's something that I'm trying to take more seriously now also uh, the biggest thing is that we just want to be healthy and also model a healthy lifestyle for our children. So my New Year's resolution was to get out of bed and exercise, but also as part of modeling a healthier lifestyle is to be less grumpy and grouchy with my kids. Um, it's really hard having two kids that are so young and with Kenny's work schedule I even though he doesn't necessarily work 40 hours a week every week he is gone during odd hours of the day times that might make it a little bit easier if he were there such as dinner time and getting kids ready for bed and those times that can when I have two very young children are really difficult. Um, and so I get stressed out very easily. My kids by the end of the day are not really quite, I mean, Charlie's a baby and Kate only likes to cooperate, you know, like 60% of the time. So by the end of the day, it's really stressful for me and I tend to get really grumpy and I don't want my kids to see me as a grumpy, angry monster. So I've really been wanting to work on my mental health as well and make sure that my kids see happy mommy and healthy mommy. Fitness is definitely an important thing this year. Losing weight for me. In addition to doing the Warrior Dash, we're also going to maybe attempt another 5K as a warm-up. Yeah, I think that it will help hold us accountable since the Warrior Dash is still eight months away. Um, right. Making sure that we're still working towards that. Because I don't want it to be a terrible experience. Right. I want it to be a fun thing. Um, I also just want to just take on a more assertive and proactive lifestyle in general. As far as, you know, scheduling my days out better. Having a, you know, something that I hold myself to as far as getting up and going to bed at a decent hour. And just living the lifestyle that I want to live rather than 
just letting life happen, I guess. Agreed. And I think now's the time for us to do it. You know what else it's time for? Is it time to have some fun? Absolutely. Everybody thinks this segment is as fun as we do because we still have yet to get another champion because the winner of last week's TBGB Clue or last episode's TBGB Clue was once again at Zade Story. So, will we at least know that at Zade Story thinks that this is fun? Yeah. So, at least one other person out there is having fun with us. Uh, let us know what you would think would be fun. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Uh, we have a website. We have an email. Contact at chewitpruitt.com. Our most favorite way, though, would be our voicemail box. Absolutely. Hit us up. 507-407-CHEW. That's C-H-E-W. Yes. Like the word chew. So, at Zade's story is the reigning champ. As a reminder, last episode's heebie-jeebie was Happy Mrs. Pruitt. And the correct answer was... Jolly Holly. That's true. That's the best part about being named Holly is I get to have my name all around the Christmas season. Did your parents ever say if that had anything to do with them deciding to name you Holly or was it just Holly Robinson Pete? Well, and at the time it was just Holly Robinson. Yeah, she was just Holly Robinson at the time. I believe that that was it. I think they just like saw the name and didn't even compute that it's like Oh, this is a Christmas name, and she's born two weeks before Christmas. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll have to have your parents on the podcast. We can ask them. We'll have to get them to listen to the podcast first. They don't need to listen to be on the podcast. Probably better that way. They won't ever hear what they sound like. <laughs> That's true. That is the worst part about the podcast is having to listen to my voice. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I'm getting more used to hearing myself recorded now. What I don't think I'd ever get used to is when I was in my band and we would record songs. It's weird to hear yourself sing. Yeah. See, like, when I hear you talk, I think you have a great speaking voice. And I also am getting more used to hearing myself talk on the podcast. But I don't think that I have a great speaking voice. I think your voice is great, babe. Well, you have to think that. You're my husband. I wouldn't rather do the podcast with anyone else. Maybe we can get a voiceover actor for my voice. That would be kind of weird. If we had if we'd won the Powerball, guys, that's what we would have done. We would have just hired two people to be us for the <laughs> podcast. We would record the podcast and then just have them re-record the exact same <laughs> podcast with better voices. So at Zade's story, uh, they tweeted the answer to us. 
Uh, our Twitter handle is Chew It Pruitt. Yeah. We have some ideas for future episodes for some other games or other fun things to do. I think some of them would make a little more sense if we had a guest on. So I would really like to, in the near future, try to organize getting a guest. It might be difficult to do so with both of us. So we've sort of explored the option of... You know, me interviewing one of my friends or Holly interviewing one of hers and then sort of splicing that in into the middle of the podcast. I've I listen to quite a few different podcasts that, you know, they'll do an interview and then they're obviously not doing the interview at the same time that they're doing their podcast. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, some so we have some other games that might work into the, the fun segment that it would be kind of fun to do with a person that is here with us it'd be kind of difficult to transition into or it wouldn't translate very well into people responding but we could maybe figure it out we'll play around with it so you might have some other games coming your way in the near future for the time being we do have another heebie-jeebie clue for this week i'm excited about this clue because i thought of it in about four seconds the paper is upside down, so I can't actually read it. But now I am think I'm remembering what it is. But I'm going to have you read it the first time I so feel- that I make sure that I don't butcher it. Yeah, that's probably the safest bet. So hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. This episode's heebie-jeebie clue is Love Song Appetizer. That is Love Song Appetizer. So hit us up, 507-407-CHEW, Chew It Pruitt at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. We'll take any of it. Get, us, get your answers to us and absolutely submit clues to us because we don't have any clues to read off this week. And even if you don't think heebie-jeebies are fun, we do. Yeah, so try to stump us if that's what you think <laughs> the point of it is, like Holly does. She wants to stump people. I'm just really competitive <laughs> and I like to feel superior at all times. Uh, or if you want us to be able to figure it out, submit them too. Because we, we want to be able to have heebie-jeebies to do on the podcast. Um we, I think we each have a recommendation, maybe, to leave you with as we enter into 2016. Yeah, I really enjoyed the way that we did it last episode, that we each had our own recommendation, and I think it's important for us to keep our own autonomy, even as one, as one flesh in our married lives. So I feel like going forward, there's no reason why we shouldn't each have our own recommendation Absolutely, because we don't always agree on recommendations. Like, I completely disagree with Holly's recommendation. Kenny does not like to laugh or to be happy or appreciate anybody else's sense of humor. That being said, Kenny, do not interrupt me during my recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, (laughs) my recommendation is if you have not watched it to watch my one of my favorite shows of all time which is 30 rock it's hilarious it stars tina fey and alec baldwin and 
it's just so funny. It gets better after the first few episodes. I would say give it until season two at least. It gets much better as it goes on. But even now that I've watched through it probably six or seven times, when I watch the first few episodes, I just think that they're awesome. Like, they're just amazing. And they're so funny. I mean, Holly could watch it through and then just start over at episode one again. Because everything changes so (laughs) much from episode one or from season one to season seven. Oh, it's just, you guys... 30 Rock is legitimately top three favorite shows. Maybe we'll find out what the other ones are. But not this episode, because those can be future recommendations. I gotta save these things up. I recommend that you don't watch 30 Rock. That's my recommendation. Our recommendations cannot contradict (laughs) each other. That's not fair. That's not my recommendation. My recommendation for 2016 is get a tattoo. I uh, I have, I guess technically you would call it one tattoo. I got it in two separate sessions. I had... Years apart? Yes, two or three years apart. Um, got a tattoo. Then after having it for a couple of years, sort of came up with an addition that I'd like to make to it. So I did that. And I've... I mean, gosh, it's been four years... Since I got that tattoo then, like, added on to it. It's been three and a half years. Three and a half years, so... By the time I'm able to get the tattoo, or get a tattoo, I have a few different in mind that I want. I'm not sure which I want to get next, but I, uh, I'm, I've already saved up all my money that I got for Christmas. And my birthday is less than a month away. So if anybody wants to send me some tattoo money, they're more than welcome to do so. But I'm going to save it up and get a tattoo, hopefully. And my recommendation, if you have a tattoo, you know, get another one. If you've never got a tattoo, I recommend getting one in 2016. I might get another tattoo this year if I am done breastfeeding at at some point this year, which who knows with the way things are going now. I mean, he's a lot more into the boob than Kate was. Yeah. That's uh, making my life a little difficult. I actually have a gift certificate for a tattoo that I won in a raffle a couple of years ago, but I keep getting pregnant, and so I've not been able to redeem it. That was not an announcement. I am not pregnant. No. No. That would be a weird way to announce it, because we haven't told anybody. We haven't told anybody. If we were pregnant. Right, but we're not. But we're not. But this would be a really weird way to announce a pregnancy. Well, I'm pretty sure only one person listens. So. <laughs> well, I know. So that's why it would so, be... So, Kevin, we're not uh, pregnant. <laughs> uh, maybe we should have just left it on there to see who would have... Well, we still can. <laughs> ...contacted us about it. Hey, guys, we're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I like tattoos. They're fun. Um, they're painful, but fun. They're I don't worth know that it. I've heard that description before. I mean, I lo- I guess that the after product is fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once it's all healed up, it's fun. It's fun to have it. I think it's time for us to call it a night. We have half of a Blazers game we haven't watched. Um, 
Which we may or may not finish tonight. And I've been sitting under a stinky quilt for the duration of this recording, and I'm ready to not be under this quilt anymore. You're ready to be under a non-stinky quilt? Yeah, I need to find a quilt that doesn't smell like dirty Yorkie Terrier and baby vomit. Well, on that note, uh, don't cover up with a stinky quilt. And Happy New Year.